Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah Moore. What is so funny? <laughs> you? I mean, just that we're just sitting here talking about, I, I mean, just normal stuff. And then all of a sudden, hey, everybody. who's just <laughs> So here's, here's, <laughs> um, Cliff and I have done a lot of, of Tony Robbins teaching and and listening to him and anyway, taking a lot of information in. And he talks about how anybody has the power to change their state at any time. This this is a big thing. We went to Unleash the Power Within and it's all about up and down and changing your state. And so we were listening to his Creating Lasting Change. And on day two, he talks about how you can break someone's pattern and he's like, you know, we know how to change our state. You know, you can be in the middle of a heated argument with someone and you are yelling back and forth and you are angry, but the phone rings and you turn around and you're like, hello, <laughs> you know, you can immediately change your state because you know that it's not the proper place to, you know, you, you don't answer the phone all angry because the person on the other line didn't do anything yet. And, uh, <laughs> So, it, so yes, I, I can be all, you know, I, I know how to start a podcast. And you do it well, sweetie. You well, really you. do it well. Sorry for um, how clogged I am. I've been... It is that time. It is. And it's nasty, nasty. It's nasty. And we were headed into the gym this morning. It was 17 degrees. And I looked at Cliff and I said, how do people live anywhere colder than it is right now? Right here? Like how my body would not function right i barely function at 17 degrees and it's and it's crazy but like um i went to um went to a funeral this past week um (laughs) of um of a man who was 95 he was a great um a great man of god um he was the um at one point at one point in time he was the president of cincinnati uh, which is now cincinnati christian university and um he just had all kinds of different, just, he was just a great man, but his son, um, was my youth minister growing up. And so okay. that's how I knew him and, and whatever. So, um, but they, he lives in Savannah now. And so they're outside where last week <laughs> they, we, they come up and like, he's like, this is so cold. He could hardly stand it. And I'm like, it's, I mean, and I don't like, and it was cold like either. high forties, wasn't it? Or yeah. And like, they're all like, and there were several of them that had come up from Savannah and they're all complaining and doing all these. And I'm looking at them like, y'all are weenies. I mean, <laughs> but, but because that's what they're used to. Yes. It's amazing. I mean, like they were at feel, I think they thought it was Alaska or like the North pole or something, the way that they, but our bodies acclimate to what they do. And I need to move South so my body can acclimate. To yes. That. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm living on the, living on the beach, um, being able to go on walks and, you know, fifties being like weather to wear a parka in would be incredible. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Except you want a condo in Franklin. Not Well, yeah, I could visit there. Okay. Where it's when it's warm enough to visit there. Yeah. I think there are sometimes I'd still like to go some places. I'll tell you what, one of the most one of my most favorite places that I've ever stayed. Oh where was that? The Broadmoor is the name of the resort or hotel or whatever. It's in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we were there in November, so it was cold. But I was prepared for, you know, the cold. And 
my favorite part was being in the hotel room and there are mountains right outside the window and you watch the snow start at the mountains until and it came all the way down until you know yeah. it's it and the the ground was covered when we woke up but watching it come down like that the would be tops amazing. were white and then a little bit lower turned white and you're just watching the snow move in it was stunning that's incredible see i want to go to a ski resort i want to do all of that but i want to watch everyone ski yes and no, you saw you heard me right i was watching right, from my room right. <laughs> and i want to be inside by the fire wearing really cute like yeah. resort ski clothes and drinking hot chocolate. Well, or- I don't know if I'd go for, you know, ski clothes. I just need leggings and That's what some I'm more fuzzy boots. But I and, went to, you know, I was at a, I went to, those are ski, like the, the sweater under, and a scarf. Yeah. I don't need anything because I am not going outside. Right. Well, I didn't mean like a jacket. I okay. mean, like I went to, um, I went to a place that sells ski clothes um, and they have the, I'm serious. They have the cutest clothes, the cutest hats, the, the oh, cutest no. scarves, the cutest like la- layering stuff. Yes. I'm not kidding you. Like I was like, this is enough to make me. No, 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 I'll just it's wear- not. <laughs> I'll just wear the clothes and pretend <laughs> like I'm skiing and I'm a skier. And I will again, just, you know, stay and just watch because snow is beautiful. It's just not beautiful it's for just, me to be in. I can't be in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard over and over how. If you wear the right things, you don't feel it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't understand. No. I feel it. I in feel my it. in my bones, yeah. I feel yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not fun. But what was I going to say? I was going to say something about ski clothes and cold weather and it's gone now. Okay. So it's not It's already there. It's already gone. <laughs> um, already gone. Looking at um looking at your gift on here. Yes. We want to say thank you to Andrea, Andrea from, uh, Lexington. from Lexington for our gifts. Um, she sent, go ahead. She sent you what? She sent me Minnie Mouse. She is a Christmas plush Minnie Mouse. She's sitting on the desk right now. She's holding a pink and purple striped candy cane and is absolutely adorable. I and think she will be in my pocket for the rest of the day. In my pocket. That's cute. And I, <laughs> and she sent me a Cinderella um, ornament, which I can't put on my tree. Um, so Andrea, it's beautiful and I love it, but I'm going to put it like in my room because I can't put it in my tree because my cat miles, um, (laughs) has decided to not, um, let me have a decorated tree. Basically. I, I really had like all these, um, red and sparkly red and green and white ornament balls that you put on the tree all over there. No more. Like, He's taken off every single one of them. And so, because I love that ornament, Cinderella ornament so much, I will not put it on my tree because... It will go in your room. It will go in my room because Miles will think that it's his toy. Plus, you could keep it You could keep it up all year. I can. With that. I can. I finished Christmas shopping online yesterday. Did you really? I did. I have to get... So, I'm working on a project for someone's christmas present Mm -hmm. they're not in this room but they'll listen gotcha (laughs) um so i'm working on a project i have one more piece to get okay and then that's complete and two gift cards that's incredible and you love to wrap i do i cannot wait although have you seen the disaster that is my craft room yeah and all i can say is bless your heart yeah (laughs) i think i'm gonna be wrapping in the sunroom this year (laughs) I'm not going in there. It's not safe. It really is not safe. 
That's funny. It was so clean and put together. And then I let two kids use it to decorate some things and it got covered in glitter. And after it was covered in glitter, then just everything got thrown in there all around the desk. It's Uh just not safe. It's going to take me so long. I always have good intentions when it comes to wrapping. Like I really, I buy after after Mm -hmm. Christmas every year, I buy great wrapping paper and things that I think are just going to motivate me and get me into the wrapping spirit. And every year I'm like, Dang, I hate wrapping presents. Oh, I know love you love it. it. So, but I really, I really want to do it. Um, okay, do it. I know. Do you have your paper? I do. Oh yeah. Our okay. Papers all taken care of. Bows are taken care. Of. All of it's taken care of. It's just that I, I, I have to have some kind of motivation. So, right. what I'm going to do is um, I'm getting ready to start a full time job, which yes. I'm really excited about. And so I'm I'm going to have to um, to do my time better, basically. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get it done. So I don't know. We'll see. You'll get it done. I know. I'll get it you done. Will. You I'll will. get it done. You need, this is what you need. So you need to find the time and then get all of your, st- like all of your gifts in one spot and pull out your supplies. And then you need a Christmas movie or music. Music for me. Mm-hmm. And hot chocolate. And hot chocolate. Yeah. And you just, seriously, what puts you in the better Christmas mood than hot chocolate? There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot. There really isn't. No, <laughs> McKenna has decided she wants peppermint hot chocolate, and which they make. Mm-hmm. There's a brand they even make the cake cups. Oh, okay. And I can buy. She loves peppermint, and peppermint hot chocolate is one of her favorite things. But you can really only get it like right right now. Mm-hmm. And so I told her it's on my list. I'll get it the next time I go to Kroger. I told her that it's on the list. She knows it. We got a gift from Dan Miller from uh, his 48 Eagles and, or I don't know what it's actually called, but that's close. Mm-hmm. And in it are these peppermints that have become kind of, what's the word I'm looking at? Very connected to Dan Miller. Like, you know, anyway, they're 48 days, 48 days mints. And so she took one last night and she stirred it into her hot chocolate. No. She dropped it into her hot mm-hmm. chocolate and then she takes a drink and she's like, this didn't work. It doesn't taste like, it doesn't taste like peppermint. I can't taste it. And she gets to the bottom of the cup. And she goes, oh, now it tastes like peppermint. I could do that. I could just drop a mint in and then I get, I get disappointment and a little hint of mint and then, ooh, peppermint. And then I get to chew the candy and I could drink that. <laughs> But I love that she starts with disappointment. disappointment. <laughs> and they're all mints. They're all mints. Yeah, disappointment. Yes. And then a little bit of mint. And then a, and then peppermint. Peppermint. And then yeah. I get to eat the candy. Mm-hmm. And then I get to eat the mint at That's the bottom. She's, she cracks me up. She's crazy. She is. So she anyway. She really is. That's I, fun. I need to get that for her before she goes crazy. Yeah, you probably do. Because yeah. we don't want any more disappointment no in No more cup. disappointment in it. No. No cup should bring disappointment. None. None. Not at all. <laughs> Really, none at all. I want to tell a story before we talk about this book. But I want to talk about this book because this was my favorite chapter. It it was an incredible chapter. It was. And um, I opened up Facebook this morning and it was sharing a memory with me from four years ago. And I'm going to show you the picture because you'll, you'll get my face mm-hmm. and you'll understand mm-hmm. um what 
I haven't been I on was Facebook. feeling in this okay. moment. I haven't been on Facebook long enough to get memories. So I know. I don't, so I don't know anything about this stuff. But this memory was from four years ago. Okay. My family and I were in... My family and I were in Disney. Mm. Megan had danced in the Christmas Day Parade. It was an amazing... It was an amazing week. And as we're leaving... Epcot one night, I think is where we were leaving. And there was one of those, you know, meet the characters here places Mm -hmm. where you go in and like three or four of them are lined up in a row and Minnie Mouse was in there (laughs) and Mickey and Goofy. Anyway, so we went in and when we walked in, I was wearing my Minnie Mouse hoodie so on the front, it says Minnie Mouse. Inside the hood, it, it's a black hoodie. And on the front in her, mm, um, signature, her signature, it says Minnie Mouse. And then the inside the hood is red and white polka dots. And if you pull the hood up, it has ears. And Aww. it's adorable. I love it. And a bow. Ears and a bow. So I go to meet Minnie Mouse. And she comments on my hoodie. So because she commented on my hoodie, I thought, well, we'll just take this one step further. And I showed her my tattoo. Mm -hmm. And so this is her reaction and my reaction to her reaction, which (laughs) just has me in such a happy mood today because Mm. I just, here's the deal. 40-year-old Stephanie knows that that's Mm -hmm. a person playing that character. There's a person inside that costume playing that character. But there are moments where that person can tap into the my little girl mm-hmm. who then is just seeing Minnie Mouse. And there was this moment where there was just this moment where I'm, I'm, you know, I pulled my, my sleeve up and I um, show her my tattoo, which for those of you who don't know, I have a tattoo on my arm that is um, a sketch of the Minnie Mouse is the outline of, of, of the mouse with the bow and, in the middle, it says free, which is one of my favorite. It, it's sometimes I forget that it's there. Like, it's just so much a part of me now. But there's just this moment where this little girl is just standing in front of this character who has radically changed her life. There, I don't know. It, it was, it was an amazing moment. It was as amazing as the moment that I had two years before that where I stood in front of Minnie Mouse and God said, it's okay to be a little girl. You don't have to be grown up and guarded all of the time. Mm -hmm. You can be true to yourself in every moment, even if other people think it's childish. It's beautiful. And so that moment in 2012 changed my life and then this moment in 2014 to just say that and it changed my life in such a way that I permanently changed my body Mm -hmm. and so in the picture Minnie Mouse has taken her hands and like covered her mouth in a surprised and it was just it's just a beauty it has me happy today I love that that it popped up this morning and it made me smile the minute it did I look ridiculous in that picture but I don't care because you can tell that I'm having a moment. <laughs> I'm yeah. 
I'm having a moment. That's awesome. You know, so thank you, Facebook, for reminding <laughs> me of my moments. That's incredible. You know what's so I, – I love that, you know, Jesus said that we need to become like little children. Yes. And the innocence um, that we're supposed to have, um, the the faith of a little child, of, of knowing that that there is something bigger than us and that – we we truly know that. I think that that's. I know your family doesn't celebrate um, Santa, and never has. But oh. this past weekend, go ahead. No, nope. you say no. That's good. Go um, ahead. But this past weekend, I went with a friend to um, Spring Mill State Park, and they um, it's someplace I went when I was a little girl, and it's special to me because um just taking back that innocence in some ways is just an amazing experience. And even though I'm 41 now, I can still be transported back there to, to feeling free. Mm-hmm. I wasn't free. I didn't know it. I did know it, but I didn't know it. And there's so many things that go into that. But so we're, they ended up, it's this turn of the century or like late 1800s thing where they, um, like there's a mill there and all of these, um, all these homes were so they're dressed up like like they like they live in the 1800s yeah it's incredible and and um anyway i love going there well they, they've decorated it for christmas so we're going to all of these different homes and we walk in all of a sudden we hear ho 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 and this man and who um and he's jingling his bells and and um and it was just really really cool and he called himself father christmas not Santa Claus, but Father Christmas. And it was himself and, and Mrs. Mrs. Father Christmas. I don't know <laughs> but that's who it was. And, um, and he had this really long beard. I mean, it was, he, it was his beard and, right. and he, and he was dressed in green and it was just so pretty. And he said, come on over here. And, um, at first I was a little like, do I really want to do that? And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I do. do. So I walk over to him and he makes me sit down and he was, kind of caught me off guard at first. So I I wasn't really, I just wasn't prepared. And then he said, tell me about your favorite, favorite Christmas memory. And I sat there and I thought about it. And I said, you know, one of my very favorite Christmas memories is when my dad, um, who can't sing a lick, um, (laughs) bless his heart. Um, and I was, and myself, we sang on Christmas Eve, joy to the world. And, um, and he said, he said, well, how old were you? I said, oh, probably seven, eight. And, and, and so he said, that's awesome. And he said, why don't we sing it right now? And I was like, who are, who are you father Christmas? I don't want to sing. And then he's like, he looked at Mrs. Father Christmas and he said, <laughs> he said, will you start singing? So we all sang joy to the world together. And it, it was uncomfortable at first. And then I was like, Sarah, just relax and let yourself, you know, be that little girl. And so I, I did. And then, um, then my friend Carrie started talking to Mrs. Father Christmas. And so they were talking and then he and I just started talking and, and, um, I don't know exactly how it all started, but he, he ended up saying something that let me just kind of share a little bit of who I was. And I, and I said, you know, thank you so much for, for doing that, for making me, you know, get out of my comfort zone to sing that, to, to remember that, to have those feelings. I said, it's really cool to me how God is redeeming and, um, my life and things and that stuff. And I, so I, I use the word redemption and I use the word restore, um, and just, just explain to him that. And, um, he looked at me and he, and he said, 
Have you ever thought about using the word reclaim? And I, I, I was like, I looked at him and my eyes were wide open and I tears just started streaming down my face. And I said, why would you, he just, he said, because I know that that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to reclaim. Now, what's crazy about that is that I have this uh, last summer before my divorce was, had really, was really kicked up another notch and, and everything. I started this, um, this journey. And, um, and I think that this is what God will eventually want me to, if I have a ministry that's, you know, bigger than me, I don't know, but it's called reclaiming Anne. And I, I put that out there, uh, trying to do blogs, but I'm just, that's just not me where I'm at right now. But I started, um, an antique thing that I called reclaiming Anne. And the reason it was called reclaiming Anne was because my name, when I was a really little girl, when I was first born was Anne. And then through a series of things, got changed to Jane and, um, which I love the name Jane because you know, it's me and Jane, but, but my name was always intended to be Anne and Sarah Anne. And, um, and so I decided I wanted to take that back and, and God told me that I needed to take that back. And so again, reclaiming Anne, but I, I don't tell anybody that I, I haven't been able to talk about that much because I don't feel it's time. I, I feel like God has more healing to do in my life. Not that, that we can't share our journey as we're healing, but, and I'm trying to do that, but there's still parts of me that I, I know need to be totally, not totally, just in a more whole, in a more whole place. Um, and so that it was just another step in that journey of God saying, okay, Sarah, I'm, you know, I have you in this place. I have you going where you're supposed to be. And, um, it was just a really, really cool experience. I love how God takes things from our childhood and takes them full circle so that we can be who he's always created us to be. And whether it's Minnie Mouse or Father Christmas or sometimes Cinderella for me, his goal is to bring us to restoration and to reclaim us um, in our lives for who he he's called us to be. <laughs> I'm kind of still in all of your moment. <laughs> yeah. And that was just this past weekend. And I, I couldn't, I mean, I seriously, really, I know. Isn't that amazing? I know. And I, I love, here's the thing. And we're, and we're, we're going to get ready to go into this chapter, but God uses anything and everything in our lives. If we're willing to be open to, to allowing him to work. Absolutely. And, um, and being available and just looking for him. And sometimes, and just as father Christmas was listening to that still small voice to, and being brave enough and courageous enough to say, you know, have you ever thought, or do you, or this is what I hear or whatever. And, and stepping out and speaking life into someone. Um, because honestly, I don't think that we'll ever, if we really, if we're really listening to that still small voice, God's going to, God's going to use that and honor that to speak life into someone. And he did that to me. And it was really, really cool. That's, it's, it's amazing. Uh-huh. It's a, more people need to listen to the still small voice because the ones that are shouting at you are not the ones that are not always the ones yeah. that are life giving. Yeah. Sometimes we need to be hit upside the head by a two by four. I get that. I understand yes. that. But a lot of times it is that still small voice that's just speaking. And you know, you get that 
that desire. You get that nudge or that, that feeling in your gut mm. or that little, you know, like <clears throat> sometimes it'll be for me, for me. Sometimes it could be a song lyric that sticks out after a million times of hearing the same song, but then three words make more sense than they ever made before. Or a lot of times it's just, you know, trusting my intuition or, or going with my gut. That's still, that's mm-hmm. that little small voice. That's that, that gentle nudging that is leading me in a right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? it, especially, you know, he does it for you and he does it for others as well. Yes, I mean, it's amazing everyone, to me that if you're open to it, yes, it's amazing to me that, um, God wants, God wants to make me whole, but then he wants to use me to help make others whole. whole. And, and that's what we're called to do. And that, that kind of does lead us into it does this, um, this chapter, which is called the corrective experience. And, um, it's really, I should, really should, good. Look, look, wait, wait, did you underline stuff? I underlined more in this chapter than I think I have in the rest of the whole book. That's awesome. <laughs> I told you it was my favorite. That's, that's true. It, it was my absolute favorite. I'm a little, still a little hesitant to share why the, the places spoke to me so well, but only because it involves other relationships that don't normally get microphone microphone time microphone time and but i love this i am constantly talking about how to communicate and being intentional in your communication and when i'm telling my kids how to communicate with other people and how i try to i don't do it well all of the time but in i i do tell them to you don't want to approach someone in a blaming way you don't want to you know well, you did this well you made mm-hmm. me feel this well you did no it's you know i felt this when that happened or you know that there are ways to communicate that is not attacking someone Correct. so when she started talking about the 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 different ways to you know you don't need to should on people and mm-hmm. you don't need to could on people you know Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, yeah. Yeah, not going to work so No, well. it's not. You're uh-huh. not going to reach very many people that way. My husband all of the time says that he needs a t-shirt that says, don't should on me. <laughs> That's good. Just real quick, we're, um, so, I, we're on chapter, um, it's chapter eight, eight of Uninvited by Lisa Turkers. That's what, what we're talking about. And um, she's, the last um, chapter she brought up, um, David, Abigail, Abigail, and Nabal, 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 I don't know, who knows, fool, <laughs> fool, yes, fool is, could be his name too, but no, it is, <laughs> good point, but that's, but she continues that story about how Abigail stepped in for her husband to ease the situation between him and David and basically she Lisa's talking about how um she steps into thinking about how David probably feels uh feeling um misunderstood misunderstood not wanted um what are all the ways she says here um she said she says he's treated you poorly David me too I understand he didn't think about caring for you David 
Me too. I understand. He didn't appreciate what you'd done for him, David. Me too. I understand. And it talks about how, and she talks about how, um, she, Abigail was courageous enough to put, to put out her own vulnerabilities and to show, um, David that she's, she understands how, how her husband hurts others as well. Uh, Right. So, um, that's what it's talking about. So, so when we're talking about this me too and whatever, it's that it's coming from that place. Um, she says relationships don't come in packages of perfection. Relationship come, relationships come in packages of potential. Potential. I love the way she worded that. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. I do. Um, it's fantastic. She, and she says different people with differing perspectives differing perspectives will find themselves in difficult situations unless they determine to discuss things well. And, and, and so, um, I love that basically when you learn to discuss things, well, you put your own vulnerabilities out there to let someone know that you, that you're not coming from a place of superiority. Um, but you're coming from a place of understanding Understanding. and, and you're not trying to one up them. You're just coming from a place of, I, I mean, right. I get it. Which she talks about later on where she says, oh, where is it? She said, you know, when you're talking to someone in a me too way, you're, you're not looking to one up them, mm-hmm. which is what you just said. But I'm looking for, um, which actually made me think about wisdom teeth stories. <laughs> Because if there's anybody who's going to one-up you, it's it's in the telling of a wisdom teeth story. Everyone is like, oh, that was bad, but listen to what I, you know, anyway. It's not, it's not a tactic we should use to steal the spotlight, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, me too. Now let's process all my hurt. All, let's process all my hurt. You know, mm-hmm. you're not trying to one-up the person. You're just trying to put yourself on a level playing field of understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah. So I have to say that when I was younger, I didn't do this well. And I, I Mm -hmm. really, you know, I thought that, you know, truth is truth. I've learned to live more in the gray area. I, I get that. I, but I've had, I had a hard time you know, if this is what, you know, this is what the truth is and, and just living there and saying, well, then this should be, this, this is the way you should live because this is what the truth is. And obviously God has graciously humbled me to understand that life's not that simple. Um, but it takes a journey and a process to get there. Um, it's not, I think a lot of times we try to, um, We try to use truth instead of truth and grace, which is who Jesus was. It says in the book of John, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so it really is hard to try to put both of those together. But when you go through experiences (laughs) that help you to understand that grace is needed just as much as truth is, it puts you in a good place. Um, And that's what I love about when it says in 1 Corinthians Two. It's First Corinthians two, and I'm going to read off the message version because I I really liked this. Um, um, it says, "All praise to the God and Father, our Master Jesus, the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of healing counsel. 
He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us along someone else who is growing through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no, so, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. And so I love that God uses the hard times that we've been through in order to minister to other things. Nothing is, nothing is beyond his redemption. And so, but we have to allow him to do that. And that's exactly what Abigail did here. Um, cause she could have just gone to David and said, yeah, um, why don't you rescue me? Why don't you rescue right, me? me? Um, and get me out of this awful, awful situation. No, she takes the understanding of her hurt and uses it to minister to David. And, um, I love that. And she, then she also talks about how, um, we need to understand that, um, that the hurts and sometimes the reaction, because David was ready to kill him. Yes. <laughs> because not he didn't, just him, but everyone. all of the men in his, like all yeah. of the males in his family. Yeah. Like I, I love when the, the illustration she uses, obviously what are we calling him? The, <laughs> I don't know. The full, the full Nabal, Nabal. Um, we don't know we don't so know we're not I, we're not these huge i'm Bible not a scholars. scholar don't ever <laughs> expect me to be but um so he has david and his men have been working and helping nabal and then he refuses to offer david food and respect in in return mm-hmm. and so david's reaction is then well i'm going to kill you and all of the men in your family <laughs> and so she says so basically David was refused a hamburger and water (laughs) and he's ready to kill for that. Right. You know, if we react with more emotion than is appropriate for an isolated incident, it's probably not so isolated. Yeah. That's what Lisa says. (laughs) That's what Lisa says in regards to, you know, she talks about how she talks about David's own journey with rejection Mm -hmm. and where that rejection has come from. And that wound un, unattended, left unattended to not heal mm-hmm. has then festered and become Which a touchy I, subject. Yeah, very touchy because he, she, he was rejected. It wasn't necessarily he was rejected. Um, I don't think she says she doesn't believe that David necessarily felt like he rejected him for the food and water. It was more that he rejected him as, as a leader. As a leader. And, and, and rejected him as a um, giving him respect Respect. and that he deserved like correct yeah i mean but here's the thing that i had never ever thought about that she brought up and i think is just a beautiful beautiful illustration of of our lives and yes david was a man after god's own heart and it says that over and god loved him deeply he was with with his he had his many flaws and we could go into all of that but underneath it he was a wounded human Mm -hmm. but david was a wounded wounded warrior he was <laughs> he was a you know he still had those wounds from something in his life and what i had never thought about before and what she says here was so profoundly eye-opening to me she said that um i'm just going to read this because i think it re- she re- says it so well she says um, i believe the deep wound was caused years before by david's father jesse in first samuel 16 when the prophet samuel went to jesse asking him to bring him before all of his sons He did just that, with one exception. He left David out in the field. 
Either he had totally forgotten about David or he held him in such disregard that he never thought David had a chance to be the chosen, chosen one. Why bring him in? Why bring him in? Either way, that's hurtful. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to them, the Lord has not chosen these. He asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse answered, they are still the youngest, but he, and he's, I, she says, I won't put assumptions in Jesse's words. I know what he goes on to say. He is tending the sheep. She says, however, I think this is one of the lamest excuses he could have for not including David in what surely was the biggest event this family had ever taken part in. If David's father had any regard for his youngest son at all, he could have found someone else to temporarily tend the sheep. And then she writes, she says a little bit more, and then she says he was uninvited by his own father. And I had never... I, un- I underlined that part. Yeah. <laughs> I had never read it in those terms where Jesse, Jesse just totally disregarded David and how that must have felt for the youngest son to not even be thought of when the Mm -hmm. prophet comes before and says, you know, God's chosen your household, bring me all All of of your sons. And he wasn't even thought of to be the one that God had chosen. This speaks two things to me that, you know, this deep wound that, that David probably, um, that I'd never thought of, but also that God chooses the most unsuspecting, the weakest, the most ones unlikely. We, yes. The ones that, the ones that you would never expect to, to do things for his kingdom that only God can do. And that is unbelievable to me that, that he wants to use us. And sometimes when we don't feel invited or we don't feel like we belong or we don't feel chosen. Um, that's exactly what we're, that's what Satan wants us to think. But then that's exactly where God takes us and says, but I have invited you. I have chosen you. I accept you. And I have great plans for you. And that's really exciting to think that that's who the Messiah came through was, was, was David was the uninvited was the one. Uninvited. Yeah. And, and, and what's crazy to me too, is that Jesus even takes that further and says, I understand what it's like to be not chosen, not invited, not accepted. Um, and he gets to in there, in, in, in there with us with those wounds and says, but that's not true. I've made a way so that you are invited, you are chosen, you are accepted. And that is the, the gist of, of what, what Jesus has done at Christmas time. I love that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One last thing mm-hmm. that I underlined in here because I love it and I don't think enough people are on the other, on the receiving end of it. Um, she's talking about dealing with a specific relationship and so that's where the her comes in. You will be an agent of grace mm-hmm. in her life as you whisper you do belong. When you find a connection, whether you agree with what they're saying or not, but you find a connection and you're including them. You do belong here. What you have to say does matter. It, an agent of grace. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think enough people experience grace in their life. I think maybe my kids experience too much grace in their life. <laughs> but um, it's again that mixture of truth it and is grace. That truth and grace. Yeah, that's so, that Jesus so. In, 
he just embodied that when he came here because it wasn't just about him coming here and just saying, you should, you need, you could, you would, all of these. He says, I am, and I understand, and I'm here in the midst of it. And what, what you're going, you do belong. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make a place so that you know that you do belong, that you are accepted, you are chosen. Um, that's what I think totally separates Christianity from everything else. It's not just this, it's not a book of, of you could, you would, you need, whatever it's, I'm here. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and I'm going to live out this life with you and give you the strength so you can get where you need to be because I love you. I choose you. I accept you. Um, that's what, that's what makes Jesus so different than anything else. And it's exciting to, um, to experience that, to be reclaimed, (laughs) going back to that, um, being reclaimed for his, for his purposes. Absolutely. I really have nothing left to say. I don't either. That was beautiful. I don't know about that. It's in my nasally congested. Would all you of that stop stuff. it? It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Steffi. I really am trying to do better with it. I don't do it well. Can you all tell? <laughs> Sometimes I just want to kick her under the table. You need to. <laughs> See, there goes that truth. <laughs> yeah. <they're... laughs> I am the truth. She is the grace. Clearly, we know where we belong here. <laughs> That's what I love. So my dad started listening to this. Oh, I'm in trouble. No, 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 no. He just, he, I think that, again, both of my parents just think that we're a great mix. <laughs> we are. You know, and that's what's, we, we don't always, we don't agree on. No. Everything. On everything. Um, but we, I don't even know, but we just love each other <laughs> for who we are. And Absolutely. that's what makes it, that's what makes it so much fun. That's it what is. makes it fun to do life. Plus it keeps it interesting. It does. It does. Interesting, and it ke- and it keeps it fun. Yeah. Did you notice that we had nothing else to say, and now we and have now some... we're filling the time. I know because... we don't need to fill the time, and necessarily, it's just that I I enjoy talking to you. Okay, now she's gonna laugh, and uh... <laughs> I don't know why anyone enjoys talking to you. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, so so, so now, now I'm gonna yeah, kick now you, you can kick me under the table. No, yeah. it, it is. We could talk all day, every day. We've said this. We could sit in silence together. We can we could nap. Could we go nap? Yes. <laughs> I just got really excited about a nap. <laughs> unfortunately, I have things I have to do as a mom. But yeah, that would be great. Me too. I have to I go. Know. I have to go pick up McKenna. And but my son, well, basically, he skipped school today. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've got him to, you know, his senior year. He's, he's has three a's and a b two of his two of his four classes a day are choir (laughs) hopefully those are the two a's those are two of the a's okay this morning he he sends me a text message while i'm in the kitchen he goes mom i'm just i'm just not awake enough to can i go back to bed for a little bit and i'll go in i'll go in late and i'm like sure whatever really and i get back from the gym and he's still here (laughs) he's still asleep so now i look at him and i'm like okay you can stay but you got to get up we're going to lunch by the time we got out of the house it was lunch i said we're going to breakfast but by the time we actually got out of the house it was lunch and you have to clean your room like that's that's the exchange you don't have to go (laughs) 
<laughs> to that building that they call school. But you you have to you have to get up, go have a meal with me, and clean your room. So I had a great time with Matthew today. That's incredible. And we talked about our business that we're starting and we're making a plan. When you come over next week, this room should look completely different. I'm excited. And so we have, I mean, we have, we're making plans and we're working out things to do. And I had a great time with him. And now I'm going to go pick up McKenna because he didn't go to school today. Right. (laughs) So that changes, changes things. And Megan's on her way home. She should be here. I'm going to check her location right now. Mm -hmm. She should be past Louisville now. Let's see. That's exciting that you can do that. I'm telling you. How did people, how did our parents do it without find my friends? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I really would have reconsidered having children without find my friends. (laughs) At least teenagers, huh? At least teenagers. Yes. I Mm -hmm. can. I can find them wherever they are. So I don't know if I've told this story to you or not, but one night Matthew was out with friends and he wasn't home when I expected him to be. So I pulled up, find my friends and I'm tracking Matthew's location, but I follow the other four people who live in my house. Like, and so everybody's comes up when I'm looking for one and I'm looking for Matthew and I see Megan's says that she's at the mall in Bowling Green. <laughs> so even though I wasn't tracking her, I, I saw that she was at the mall. So then later when she texted me, I said, so how was the mall? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, um, mom. That's, and I'm like, I wasn't looking for you. I just saw it when I was looking for Matthew. But she's like, that's just, that's just weird. So it I is- wonder how long I can pull this off. Like how long will she let me track her location? I don't know. But it's, I mean, but you know what? I don't think that. Megan will ever really care. She won't. Mm-hmm. She'll be. She won't. <laughs> you'll be ninety something years old and still <laughs> tracking Megan, and all her children and all her grandchildren. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I get pro- it. I probably mm-hmm. will. That's okay. All I right. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap this up so that we can go get our 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 daughters right yep. and do the whole mom thing. Ugh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love doing the mom thing. You know what? But I really want that nap. <laughs> yeah. It, bed will come soon enough no it won't okay Don't never mind, mind me megan's coming home she'll keep me up all night come mama i gotta tell you this mama i gotta tell you this mama i gotta tell you that i'm like i'm going to bed because i gotta get up at That's six right. o'clock forgot forgot okay yeah never mind you need she... that now this is basically the bottom line yeah. to that story the that, moral that's, of that that's story. the moral of this story is okay i want that now <laughs> yeah. all right guys thank you so much for for continuing on this journey with us we we love to have fun together. We love to make a difference together. And that you allow us to do that is an amazing God thing. It really is. Isn't it, it just really, really is. Um, we love you all. And we will be back next week, right? Yep. Next yes, week. Next week. And uh, so until next week, continue to live your life authentically. <laughs>